0: Hello everybody. Um, before we start the episode today, is imperative as always that you like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, everything you do helps, it counts. Every time you tell a homie, hey, the McAllister hours is gonna be on this Saturday at three, like every Saturday at three. And if they tune into YouTube, we notice. We I think we had six people. I wanna say six different people tune into this episode. So that was, you know i know it's not joe rogan i know it's not i know those numbers seem small but um for us just being here in iowa and you know just doing our thing just having you know different people from the area come it's really special so um keep doing it guys keep telling everybody about us um announcement today before we get started i want to let everybody know about the show going on this week is king iso and the group therapy tour um It's him and uh, a couple other artists, local artists, um, including Lolo Savage. Um, Let's see. Snake Lukey, Tabro, C-Mob. Shit. I'm going to look him up right now. There's another guy. I was listening on the Audible Farm podcast. And he's going to be... Actually, he might be there Friday. Hmm. Anyways. Anyways. So check that out Wednesday, Lowe's gonna be there, um, and should be a good time. Ah, Jesus Christ, Sprite, man. Uh, Sprite was our sponsor today, actually, um, yeah, caffeine-free, that's why I drink it, so. Uh, without further ado, today's episode has, is featuring Jackson Brown, um, I've heard about this guy for a while, uh, he's pretty prominent in the group of people that, um, kinda of, you know, runs a lot of events around here. Um and we talked about a lot of interesting things, including uh his whole, you know, setup and deal with Iowa Underground and Rabbit Hole. Um and talked about like his farm that he's working on, which I thought was really cool. Um might have some potential uh venue opportunities there. So overall it was a very good interesting episode. It was nice to have someone on the show who isn't necessarily an artist. He does do music, but his primary focus is, um, the venues and the concerts. So it was interesting to get another perspective. So without further ado, here's the episode.
1: All right. Jackson Brown, everybody how you doing man i'm doing good uh it was a beautiful day out so enjoyed the sunshine a little bit yeah i wanted to ask you about that right off the bat uh you were doing you
0: were doing gardening this morning what yeah so are you like part of like a community that has like do you have your own plot of land like what what how's that all work
1: well yeah we're kind of in a few different projects here um in des moines i was just letting a hand to the community garden it's over uh i think 1407 michigan street okay um and Des Moines BLM, uh, with a few, uh, urban farming friends, they have, uh, kind of got that parcel from the city. Um, not, I think they're definitely don't own it cause they, they want to develop everything in Des Moines, but, uh, hmm. yeah, they're urban farming that. So they're, uh, tilling and compost today. So that's what I helped with.
0: Damn. Damn. So yeah, get, getting ready for the sea. We were just talking about that too. How, uh, um, yeah. What was it they say after mother's day, you are supposed to start gardening? Uh, are like, you already starting
1: How, well, how's that all work well um i'm not doing the seeds for this this is i'll okay. just help it out but um my brother uh me and then uh his two friends jenny and Devin. we all uh were basically at my grandparents land we're starting a farm this year um okay so it's interesting it's like first year farm stuff you know um at rainbow lake farm if you ever want to follow it but uh okay yeah we started seeds for that they started the seeds because i've uh i've yet to move out there yet but uh I want to say almost a month and a half, two months ago. Shit! So you just so we start them indoors, and then we move them yep, to the greenhouse. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, so so what exactly are you growing again? Uh, ooh, I actually I don't I don't even do the grow plan. Yeah, now. So you have
0: no idea. You're just you're just helping out with. Yeah, the... I'm
1: I'm primarily the worker. I'm not the farm managers. Oh, but, Okay. Uh, okay. They uh oh, we're gonna be growing. Every time I look at the seed selection, I'm like, oh, we're growing that too. We're growing that too. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Um, I think tight. right now we're growing a lot of microgreens if you're familiar with that it's like sprouts no. basically so uh okay you soak seeds and let them sprout and you sell them uh, early on mm, okay they're interesting hmm. um and then not sure if there's a market for Des Moines that's also the first thing about <laughs> opening a farm you gotta like pick your markets like you know, yeah. you know everyone likes tomatoes like tomatoes do <laughs> well at farmers markets except molly molly yeah? doesn't
0: like the tomatoes
1: <laughs> well in general tomatoes are are you know yeah no I, a more generalized thing
0: there's a little uh cherry tomatoes i love that in a salad in an italian meal. or yeah.
1: well, probably a cherry tomato varieties we're growing i think we're putting in um this upcoming week it's like 320 uh, i want to say it's like 300 foot of trellis to just for vining crops
0: damn so so this this these are guys that you work for
1: uh yes yeah, it's, it's my brother and then Okay um, and then it's on our grandparents' land. We're basically it's yeah. been a big dream to kinda like So did you guys there.
0: get the money together to buy this or was it something handed down to you? Like how yeah, did you get so, this land?
1: So currently um it's in my grandpa's name. My grandpa's now in the nursing home. Mm. So it's pretty much nursing home fees are expensive. Mm, yeah. So we're either gonna start utilizing this land and marketing it and make it into something more profit-driven or sell it so we're basically um, i guess passed on to the next generation
0: okay okay
1: hey that's a really cool project man
0: that's a really like wait what was you? you said uh twice a month saturday mornings like fuck i wish
1: i had something like that
0: get my hands dirty
1: yeah i we're <laughs> always need help at the farm i'm sure <laughs> we do a lot of uh call me my bluff yeah right yeah. <laughs> We do a lot of. Uh, we'll probably end up doing a lot of uh, like work exchange programs out there. So it's like we'll feed you real good, you know, the type of thing. Hmm. We're first year. We can't pay people too well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see returns. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really cool. That's uh, you know, it's interesting. Like in this time of COVID, where. <laughs> Uh, you know, a lot of businesses aren't, you know, failing, um, you know, that you see some that are just like, you know, starting up things that are starting up, you know, yeah, it's interesting how times have changed things. And, you know, some people have obviously, you know, not done well, and some people have just flourished. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, a startup business is definitely a scary time. Um, I've tried to launch a clothing brand right at the beginning of COVID. Oh, damn. Um, model shoots were non-existent, that's for sure. Mm. we uh we didn't go too far with the label and i kind of just like regressed to making more contract work with people for my uh, equipment but uh yeah it's scary stuff like people especially if you're like opening a restaurant right now Mm. that was really scary so shout out to the people that are like powering through making it work
0: yeah yeah that that thing's crazy that whole thing's crazy with the restaurants um i worked in the restaurant industry for like five five and a half years Mm -hmm. so um yeah, I guess I I guess kind of the whole, the whole thing with that. You know, there was really statistically like low numbers at the restaurants. So, I feel like there was a you know, that was kind of just a hit that I just thought was really sad yeah. in that whole thing. But it's good that, you know, it's good that there are businesses coming up that, you know, are respecting certain yeah. um, you know, those codes or whatever, those suggestions.
1: I'm actually really hyped there's going to be a new pizza place downtown. That's a uh, a homie's opening up. Okay. I'm not sure whether he's. I forget what he said along the name, but it's uh Chris Hansen. But uh,
0: hmm.
1: yeah, more Mowgli is his DJ name. If you ever seen him. So or, is he?
0: Is he like targeting more towards like outdoor? Or like is he? Is he? I'm is not.
1: I'm not even. I have all I know is I know that pizza's <laughs> gonna be fire. I know that dude can. He'll whip up some top qualities off. Like, and I'm hyped to have that place to be like. I don't know. There's some places in Des Moines and like around Iowa that I'm like, oh yeah, those look really good. But nothing I like, I'd be like, yo, you we gotta go here because it's the homie, you know? I don't know my <laughs> friends that have opened restaurants, you know? I know some like head yeah. chefs, and like, I like to show them love too, but it's different, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it's a it's a risky business, man. Um, th- Have you ever seen like Kitchen Nightmares? Yeah. That kind of stuff? Oh my gosh, like, I feel like some places I've worked, like I've lived that. <laughs> <I feel laughs>
1: live that. I feel you, I actually last, uh, it was last March, right? When the first lockdown hit is, uh, I quit a day before I would have been fired. Basically. Oh, damn. Yeah. Hey, that's good timing. Yeah, yeah, I was like, ooh. I don't know if I can riddle this one with the uh, unemployment office. Didn't, but uh, yeah, it was uh, bartending like, and back-of-house true. stuff. But uh, yeah, seen some chaos in the kitchen as well and stuff like that. It's like, whew.
0: yeah, it's really, it's really sad how some employers are willing to cut like humane corners to like (laughs) make a penny you know i remember like uh the last place i ever worked i was actually the head chef in south dakota and there was expired cheese and he was like yeah just like just use it it's fine i'm like dude like you really gonna make me use this like are you fucking like how expired
1: are we talking uh
0: because
1: like cheese can last a bit you know it can
0: but there, you know, I took like a, I took like a health class.
1: No, yeah, I understand that. Like the, the, the safety labels you write on everything. Yeah, very if an inspector
0: but... comes and mm-hmm. you're oh, using yeah. shit, you're fucked. So like, it's it was my job effectively to do that. And he wasn't effectively letting me do my job. So I left because I was like, like both. It's funny, like on. Unrelated things. Both towns I had, or both jobs I had in that town, I had to quit because, like, my moral instinct was just like, like the other one, we, we were like selling alcohol to a guy who was like selling to kids, like we were still selling to him.
1: And like, you're like, yes. we, we know the scam. <laughs> like, we know what he's doing. <laughs> we see those those preteens in the, in the van out there. <laughs>
0: yeah so i had to quit both of those jobs i was like i can't I, like i can't do anything that's gonna like cops are gonna come i like you're fucking under no arrest one shakes hands
1: you. that much you know like
0: small towns man I can't stand them
1: oh, yeah there's a lot scattered around the farm that i'm at not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah
0: i was just thinking as i said that shit I there's might this be one, taking th- shit. yeah there's
1: me. this oh i hold no allegiances <laughs> to any of these small towns i have no roots there uh but yeah, you know, one of the towns uh i don't even want to shout it out we're, just, we're not gonna say the name <laughs> okay all right but uh
0: anonymous uh, iowa generic town you can probably guess Generic town's like
1: 200 people <laughs> oh, damn,
0: i'm talking small real small
1: i'm talking they don't have no industry anymore it's in a floodplain Ooh. so is it really poor and run down it i mean it, like floods have wiped through there like the government offered i think the money to like move out <laughs> oh damn one of those types of floodplain towns but um damn that's nuts yeah, there's there's like one bar in town. That's it. There's a bar, post office, and a bank. That's it. Wow. Actually, yesterday, no, two days ago. Crazy story. I go there. <laughs> the road's blocked off by a cop. I've never seen a cop in this town. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I maybe see the sheriff pass through um, yeah. to go to the bar. Probably. I don't know. But I, it was the town over, and I was like, okay, this is weird. There's two cops here, and I was like, yo, can I get through? Like, I'm just on like the other side of the highway here. They're like, nah, town shut down. I'm like, the f- <laughs> I was like, I was like, like the fuck do you mean the town shut down? as zombies or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I go, oh, can I just go around? He's like, nah. There's an incident downtown, and I'm like, there's an incident. Like the only thing downtown is the bar. Yeah. Downtown and it's one. It's like a one street town. I was like, what do you mean downtown? <laughs> Anyways, I'm like, Cause, can I go around on other streets? Like, nah. All exits and entries are blocked. I'm like, what? what is going on, dude? Like, I'm, like, too. I'm like intrigued at this point. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, kind of like a zombie outbreak. <laughs> like, I, my first thought actually was like, dude, they rob the bank. I was like, maybe they, they robbed the bank. I was like, there's no cops in this town. I'm like, this bank's robbable. <laughs> and then I still haven't figured it out. I got to go in and talk. To, I had to drive, like, seven miles around. Damn. But, um... I got to go on and talk to the bartender because those, bar- those small town bartenders fucking know everything. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: The- especially for a town like that. That has to be like, if you were to find that town's news, you wouldn't go to a paper. You would go to that bartender.
1: No, but- I don't know if they ever had a newspaper. <laughs> it's like an old train town. The train don't even stop, they don't Damn. even slow down. Like, you know how trains usually slow down when they go through the town? That thing's just going.
0: God, that's really small. So, I guess this is a good segue. Did you,
1: what are- what's like your background?
0: uh are you like from des moines have you are you from another area in iowa yeah i
1: uh i grew up over in west des moines kind of near in the oh, okay, neighborhood okay. um public school up until i was like in eighth grade and then homeschooled tri school because uh, oh interesting yeah. don't i don't i don't know if it's like uh, just the the public school system or i just, just not my learning environment that's for mm. sure i can relate to that definitely it was just like yeah i mean i feel like most people can they're like high school is awful <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm so glad about
0: yeah um the education system is truly uh
1: truly fucking corrupt uh, and crazy I also had yeah. a little bit of problem with authority not gonna lie right. yeah like, yeah te- uh, t- teachers on power trips in middle school is when i was like yeah I'm, I'm and then i found out the principal was moving to the high school i'm like oh no <laughs> no 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 gotta get out of here <laughs> damn it's like, i can't escape the- Ooh, i've already made deep <laughs> deep roots of hatred with him god yeah it,
0: i do agree with what you're saying about like teachers having an ego trip like they they think because they've had this classroom for 10 15 years they get like this whole yeah like i've taught like however many people and i'm like this blah blah, blah but you could be like you know full of shit for all anyone really knows. no and
1: i was also like i was definitely a little a little shit too like in middle <laughs> school but like <laughs> but then it'd just be like the petty stuff that would push me over the edge you know i'd be like yeah. all right this is, this is bullshit. Like, can't have a coat on in class. I'm like, I'm cold. You're like, do you want to go to the office? I'm like, I'm... you know, it's like that type of stuff. Can
0: I move away from the vent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It It is truly like just a super structured thing. You don't really have a lot of leeway.
1: Um, but it's necessary for sure. Like, got to throw taxes at that or else like, you think people are dumb now. Like, whew. yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's the, the, true. The bare minimum, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, I I will say, though, there is something that's interesting about, like, you know, and there's a lot of misinformation on the internet, and it's not really right now a good model, but it has the potential to be a really yeah. powerful teaching tool. And it really is kind of interesting, like, it, I don't know, it's, a, it's an interesting thought experiment, like, how much, because, you know, I feel like education has stemmed from you know a limited amount of information known amongst the general public and now that's like you know triple quadrupled yeah last, now you can access you know, everything at your yeah. fingertips so it's it's just kind of an interesting um brain experiment i think thinking about that like how how relevant is the education system today versus what it was for sure it's go. crazy
1: people i don't think kids will learn cursive anymore
0: yeah yeah what's even the fucking point they can just type it up
1: you I wish know? They taught us like an, i wish they <laughs> drilled in like another language before that you know <laughs> Right. Teach me how to write in like Sanskrit or something. You know what they should do? They should. Uh,
0: they. This might sound crazy. They should teach kids programming, yeah. like code. I
1: was. The, I was. Uh, I was trying to learn HTML when I was in like elementary school. Oh damn! Like build like a few. Web- I can't remember it for now. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't done. I can make like some title page adjustments to a website, but yeah. like. Yeah, it's interesting. I have some coder friends. It's a. Uh, it's a whole thing. You know. It. It really is. It is like learning another language. Like. Yeah, when you don't have to like right now if I get them decoding, or at least when it comes to uh, HTML, I gotta like, like Google, you know, Google. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're like just we're just copy pasting code and like editing it. We're not even, we're not doing that shit from scratch. <laughs> we're getting on some form, some some Reddit users like I got you. Like,
0: <laughs> see, and that's like the thing that I couldn't like because I actually did programming for a year. Yeah, um, and like I just. <laughs> I took the same class twice, and the second time, I failed it. Oof. And I was like... Wait, the first was, time you passed? Yeah. Oh. And and then the credit <laughs> didn't transfer, and I took it again. And it was like, it was just a different pace and, you know, different stuff. I just was... I missed out on the first week, and it fucked me. And, like, uh,
1: yeah, man. Yeah, it'd be definitely less intimidating if you, if you were taught that as a kid. <laughs> you just, like, jump right into it, you know? It's like, oh, it's like riding a bike. We can yeah not be so intimidated by this. It's like... I've I, so, had that in some of my classes where I was like wow this is a lot like
0: (laughs) yeah i think it's uh i think it's intimidating to like jump into college right after high school i think it i wish i had taken like a like a year or maybe even a couple years before that Mm -hmm. initially
1: i didn't think i was gonna go to college really at all i had no plans and then this last year um i went to berkeley college of music it was online um so that was fun uh great instructors there and I was doing their music business side, but, like, industry professionals, like, all the way around. It's just, like, I think, like, my uh, my touring manager, like, booked the police for one of their first, like, U.S. Oh. things. And, like... it's <laughs> tight. Robert Plant. It was, yeah, it was a really cool experience. But uh, I think the last class I was there, and I dropped it. Uh, gonna go back at it eventually, but right now, I was like, I'm gonna focus them on some other stuff. It was music licensing. Mm. And I was like, yeah, this is... Also, I feel like in a classroom environment, it's probably be easier, because I look around at my other... My other like peers and be like, oh, y'all are just people too, you know. Like, but via that Zoom screen, you know, and they're like, Mm. I'm like, you already work at Sony.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what am I doing here, dude? I
1: was like, you're just brushing up right now.
0: (laughs) 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 Molly had something similar with her. uh, What was it? Your your school shit where you did all the Zoom stuff. You were like my
1: residency. Your residency,
0: yeah. You were doing stuff. She was doing like her class with like people who are already therapists you were just saying that you're really intimidated by that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but also it's like, sometimes yeah, it's good cause yeah. you can like, you know, you can suck up that knowledge from your peers too. Like a little vampire, <laughs> like give me it. <laughs> sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes the students will have better ideas than the teachers, you know? When yeah, you get that group setting, yeah. There's a lot of creative minds. You're like, yeah, that is the best kind can, of class. Where pull. Environment. But also, uh, I guess, when I was homeschooled through high school, it was a lot of online schooling too. So I think I got, like I prepared myself for the, the COVID shutdown. Everyone, even though my school, I was gonna go online anyways for Berkeley. But um, yeah, everyone was like, "Oh, it's so weird learning online." I'm like, eh. <laughs> like, I've done this since I was like 14. You know, you just you just it's reading. It's just the same thing. Damn.
0: So how much of your classes were like, um, in person Zoom versus like just doing all your stuff online like in the terms of like uh, lectures or texts just being posted yeah
1: online. um yeah berkeley was uh kind of mm-hmm. varied from professor to professor it was usually like two like live classes a week which was funny because you weren't actually required to attend those at live like you could just watch them so a couple of my classes literally just me and the professor like bullshitting for the entire time just talking like mm-hmm. which is really interesting experience it's like damn apparently i'm paying on i'm paying for like one-on-one treatment right now because no one's showing up <laughs> granted there's a lot of international students so some it's like i can't show up at 3 p.m eastern because it's like i don't even know what time it was for that dude but damn all over the place i was like what i don't know i was like you're learning touring in like another country from i don't know it was kind of like u.s based for the touring apparatus i like to think. i mean you can apply those tools elsewhere but like i don't know it's crazy like some some of the international students that some colleges attract, you know? It's like
0: mm. Yeah.
1: Is this like all really that applicable in your home country? Like sometimes <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know what the music scene's like in every country though. I feel <laughs> like it's like vastly different. Like Yeah, that that
0: is probably like one of the things that transpires over over borders, you know, over across mm-hmm. languages is music.
1: Yeah. They're like, like, what's the payout? <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta translate that and we're good. <laughs> gotta get your set time. Yeah. Being a stage manager with international talent would be real interesting. Like Yeah. If there's like a language barrier, like I do not 'cause I've like, you know, during house shows and stuff, you like act as a stage manager and you like, mm-hmm. you know, push people on stage like it's your set, but like <laughs> So do you
0: know any languages? No.
1: Uh I like to think I can speak country folk. <laughs> so like <laughs> I like, to, I like to say I'm bilingual, but not really, you know. <laughs> like I go to that small town bar, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, you basically you, stay, you get in a small town bar and you're there for like more than an hour. You're like, I think I can speak another language, like I think. Like, <laughs> I should have replied when you said you're bilingual. I should have been like, you betcha. <laughs>
0: just uh, any, any Midwest yeah. different town I can translate through the different, <laughs> different bar scenes. That'd be quite a skill uh so so what uh do you like do you like play instruments? do you do anything with music? Or? Um
1: so I grew up around instruments quite a bit. um, my brother played the guitar, so I bought a guitar, didn't really stick with that, you know, it's kind of like following the <laughs> footsteps. I was like, I want that, but I'm not a lot of his, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> um, I played the drums for a bit, but then throughout um I think when I was about fourteen, um I went to my first music fest. Mm. that's when. I feel I always joke around I'm like I feel like music fests were like more of my high school experience especially socially than um than actual like the school I did but uh yeah that's where I really fell in love with music and just the music scene in general is um just touring festivals basically mm. So like what what and kind of, of acts did you see Ooh, Um oh. well kind of, of everything Of or? course I've seen like the local stuff um when it <clears> comes to <throat> the local scene here and the festivals like 835, mm-hmm. but um like uh, I think my first festival I went to I was like out of state festivals like I was like fifteen. Um it was summer camp over in uh, excuse me, Chillicothe, Illinois. And uh there's a lot of jam bands there. Uh it's a pretty collective lineup, but uh switches up every year and then been festivals out on the East Coast, a uh, place called uh, Deep Roots it used to where be yeah, used to be where All Good was, um festival but I've seen, yeah, I don't even know, like, it's so collective, my music tastes are so chaotic from attending, like, a collective festival. It's like, I've seen great bluegrass bands, um, you know, headline rap, rap acts, Mm. and then also, like, the jammiest of hippie bands, you know, like, I've seen Fish, I've seen Mm. Snoop Dogg, I've seen Damien Marley, that was probably one of my favorites. I don't know if you've listened to Damien Marley, but, uh...
0: this sounds like a stupid question but Yeah, he's yeah, he's okay. one of my,
1: the Marleys, yeah. Okay. <laughs> For sure. But um yeah, like I like the more underground stuff. I think that's what I fell in love with the most and why I want to be a promoter is that like yeah, the headliner that like, you know, you went there to see on the main stage that's going to kick ass no matter what. Like you're going to be like this is this is awesome. Mm-hmm. But like finding that act that you didn't know you liked on like the main stage hidden in the woods i not the main stage, but side stage, hidden in the woods. That's like where the beauty is, in my opinion, of like music fest. Is that like you just stumbling upon something, and you're like, "This is awesome." Is that just like impromptu?
0: <clears throat>
1: damn. Like, I don't, I don't think I ever actually, I like mark a schedule down. Like, you know, you get, they always have schedules. I never keep that in my pocket. And I'm just like, I'm wandering. <laughs> like, I've missed sets before, like that I really wanted to see. I'm like, damn, but I was over here doing some random stuff, so.
0: See, for me, with festivals, I think that would be the anxiety portion for me. It's just, like, because I'm a very, like, I like to have things planned and, like, yeah. worked out. That's
1: the thing. You got to uh, you gotta let go <laughs> at the festival. <laughs> Release, you know. <laughs> Carefree. Some people, I don't know. I mean, some people do it, you know, probably that way. That's just how I do it. I'm just, like. Hey, Mo- sorry.
0: Hey, Molly, do you want to grab waters? Grab waters
1: but... the, key is, um, <laughs> the key is, um. The key is knowing the festival map. And that's why I like returning to festivals is because then I'm like, if I already know where everything's at, I'm like, you know, Soul Shine tents over here, Main Stage is over there, Barn stages over there. I'm like, I already know. I don't gotta, you know... I guess that's also the beauty of a, a first-year festival when you go there. You gotta, like, scavenger hunt, basically. You're like, you know, map it out. <laughs> Lewis and Clark style. <laughs> like,
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've never done, like... <clears throat> an outdoor festival or yeah, like the camping like fest that, well
1: you know. yeah they're uh they're one of my biggest inspirations that's why I actually um my project the rabbit hole is gonna kind of turn into that we're uh at my grandparents farm i talked about earlier mm-hmm. uh on the other side of the property we're leasing about i want to say it's about five acres um a barn there and then from the neighbor i'm gonna lease about two to three acres of parking and uh basically covid you know as a promoter who likes to do sweaty underground basement you know shows where it's like let you jam pack in a basement not very covid friendly turns (laughs) out i mean all music events aren't really covid friendly like right now i mean some people are trying but um that is definitely not you know like fire marshals are probably already mad at me for you know packing 50 people in a basement like i'll make sure there's exits but like <laughs> that's how the you know that's how like the house show scene is like there's you know no one's like going in there and like measuring <laughs> yeah. it.
0: snitching on the, the edm scene
1: well edm or um i, I was Hit-pop really hyped up. i was really hyped to do uh live bands
0: mm. which i did uh, see some of that
1: yeah i like to uh i'd always hand out earplugs for those though I'll tell you what it's so funny how like when you the community I built was a lot of full full of musicians. Um, so when musicians attend our shows and I'm like, Yo, you need your plugs are like, Thanks, bro, like they're like they're like, Yeah, fuck yeah And the people that like aren't musicians are like they kinda like Scott they're like earplugs, you know, you're like <laughs> and you're like, I right, like I'm gonna I'm gonna still be enjoying this music in three years. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's cinder block walls down here. We put up some moving blankets <clears throat> but like it's not it's not a studio environment. There's
0: just rely on the technology to get better.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, dude, like, hearing aids no. are gonna be what's up. I mean, if they already make in ear monitors, you know, for like bands, like, yeah.
0: Did you ever see the movie Sound of Metal? No. It's this movie about a guy in a heavy metal band who goes deaf, and like they, he's like struggling with like he goes to this like place and he's like an ex heroin addict. He's like struggling with like you know trying to relapse and i trying to deal with the fact that they like can't hear anymore. Damn, that's then he, tragic. Like, yeah, and then he gets uh, the implants, and they hate him for the implants because that's, like, against their community values or whatever. And, like, yeah. it,
1: it comes out, like, really, it's like, it's punk. shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean. Well, yeah, it's just like when you were talking about before uh, we went live, it's like that is probably just as crucial as, like, taste and smell is to, yeah. you know, a chef, And like, if you lose it with COVID. like, Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's some freaky shit, man. People losing
1: their people, yeah. People losing things their you take for granted that you're like, damn, I really need this. I mean, granted, I guess you can you can play music deaf, but like, you know, you just gotta like rely on like your bandmates. Like, am I yeah. good? I guess. I don't know how you do that because like, especially as a, you say, you're a drummer.
0: That's mm, what the, yep.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know how. Because you, you gotta do be that.
0: ahead of the beat, I think, when when you like play drums. Well,
1: yeah, even when I play drum, when I uh usually the drummer when i set up audio like wants his own monitor there you know like mm. blasting so he can hear it so it's like it's super crucial <laughs> i mean yeah honestly you gotta know your surroundings yeah but i feel like would you be less self-conscious or more self-conscious hmm you'd be like I probably more you're I like think. i don't know if it sounds good to me like <laughs> <laughs> i guess you're, up, you're like, not gonna know for a while right yeah. you're just gonna have to
0: <laughs> damn yeah it's like the who's the guy def leopard who plays with the one hand yeah one gnarly. Hand. it's just cra it's crazy when you know or you know ray charles or whoever you know people have a disadvantage and they yeah they, you know they accelerate i have a homie that uh or
1: cut off like three-fourths of one of his fingers he's a great guitar player though um i forget <laughs> if it was a strumming hand but uh he's in a band called birdie pie here in des moines but hmm. uh yeah, it's funny because when it hold on, sorry, when I'm sorry, funny. It wasn't funny, but I mean like, his attitude about it was beautiful. It was like, I was like, because I was like, oh my god, like, dude, how are you gonna play guitar? And he's like, it was beautiful. I'm pretty sure he said it was like, it's like I gotta like relearn all over again, dude. Like it's awesome. Like you know, when, when do you ever get to like experience like, like relearning something? You know, I was like, keep keep with that attitude. I just, <laughs> that's what's up. Uh, I've seen him thrash too, and like he he can. Yeah, I don't think he's phasing one bit. I think he. Yeah, he Damn. like I, he I think he's just like there's some adjustment and once I got it down, like he's good. But hmm.
0: Damn, that's impressive. Yeah. Cool ship.
1: Uh oh, so lawnmower you're... blade. I don't know if I mentioned that. The lawnmower blade. Oh, that's what fucked him up. Ooh. Like, I think he was like uh it was jammed, or, like it was off probably, but like it still had like some like tension on it. it like... Yeah,
0: that's one of my uh that's one of my nightmares for sure. Uh <laughs> getting fucking shit. <laughs> Do you ever llama. cut
1: yourself pretty bad when you're a chef? Uh, I know some chefs that have cut themselves real bad.
0: So, so I have like i never like really done it that bad or seen that bad of an accident. I've sliced myself and gotten stitches a couple times for sure. Mm-hmm. The worst time I ever got stabbed, I was actually making a gravity bomb for 420, and my dumbass was using a coke pile. and they specifically tell you not to use a coke pile because the cap is so thick. If you, like, want to do it, you have to, like, burn it for a while and, like, you know, yep. all that shit. <clears throat> Which I don't really recommend, honestly. <laughs> but, hey, so my dumbass was stabbing with it. DIY that.
1: culture sometimes is just a little <laughs> a little unsafe. Not going to lie. <laughs> no, I,
0: I don't recommend anybody doing it this way. I had a pair of scissors, and I was trying to stab it, and it slipped, and I actually stabbed you can see the scar there oh so for sure like, yeah like stab my fucking thing through the um you know my skin and i went to the er and they asked me what happened i was like i was making a craft
1: <laughs> an art craft
0: <laughs>
1: you know i'm a crafty person yeah <laughs> <laughs> crafty
0: my words get that one n- here. that one like,
1: <laughs> like the, that, that one nurse is like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought you're like playing like five fingers later. yeah <laughs>
0: Have you ever seen yeah you ever see the aliens where it does it really fast I,
1: it's crazy i don't know. <laughs> i've tried it before not like with like i don't do it with knives i'm not like that type of person but like i've like been like like a phillips head screwdriver and i'm like <laughs> i have all my finger or whatever the song goes you know and i was like oh i'm doing it and i'm like <laughs> like clip myself damn not to a point where i'm a stab though cause it's like not a sharp phillips head that's like a real dull one It's not worth it No
0: There's this guy uh, Jacob the Freak That we've had in the podcast
1: Yeah I'm familiar He's uh He's uh Who did He's friends with uh Who did audio that night Um, Ah the Gorilla Graphics Yeah yeah sorry not audio But uh Yeah Gorilla Graphics Jaden he's the homeboy Yeah yeah He's done He did all my content Um for the rabbit hole Um Video wise He's been a homie for years Uh actually I met him Through my brother Oh okay He was one of my He went to school with my brother And then uh I'm pretty sure he went to school With uh Jacob as well Huh
0: yeah, um I know he's worked quite a bit with uh like Gabe G seven. Um
1: Yeah, he's all over. He's doing lots of things. He's uh I hope he can transition to like doing it full time. I know he's like I think he's uh I know he's a manager at a restaurant. I think it's the other place he's a manager. Hmm. But um yeah, he's um I think he's doing that like less and less though. Like he's it's hard in Des Moines, especially yeah. in COVID, you know, like Events probably slowed down quite a bit, but he's like, you know, been steady building out clients. So that's cool. Yeah. I think, I think. Love you, (laughs) Jaden.
0: I think the thing that is good about Iowa, though, is I think we have a lot of potential for like outdoor events. You know, just with the amount of space that we have, you know, we can do it in a way that's, you know, everybody's comfortable with and that's safe, you know. Yep.
1: Uh, That's why, that's what I'm trying to transition into um, with the new project. It really probably not doing it this summer so it's probably going to be kind of i mean hope you know we said this last time with like be like oh you know we'll just close down for a little bit but uh yeah i think 2022 is when the uh the new project will be okay kind of keeping it vague cause, uh would rather show people than tell people you know mm, but uh mm. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be definitely larger than a 50 capacity basement venue <laughs> so but i like to i'm trying to keep the intimate vibes but just like step yeah. it up you know
0: that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 really hope that you know everybody can transition to that. Um, so, tell me a little more about uh, the rabbit hole project. Like, is it exclusively just like so? Because you have your other group, the Iowa Underground. Like, mm-hmm. wh- what? I guess are those two separate businesses? How is that? All
1: yeah. Work? So, Iowa Underground is kind of meant to be the public, more public promotional arm okay. and um, cross promotion of just DIY culture in the state of Iowa um, in general. Specifically, the music scene. Um, so I kind of created that after I realized... Because the rabbit hole, I keep try to keep it more low-key. Because that's actually like the speakeasy-style venue. and try to keep it as more like a you-know-you-know you know type deal. So that is actually the house venue. That's the house I live in right now. Um, okay. The rabbit hole is. That is where we... That was like our, our flagship project. Because the whole idea with Iowa Underground is to kind of create a network of places like the rabbit hole. Hmm of intimate diy settings for local artists to kind of engage um get that intimate relationship with their uh, fan base so i wasn't really sure when we started it if like is this going to be a place for homies when i first started the rabbit hole i was like i wanted it to be more i wanted it to be more than just like for the friends and of course the friends are going to be there but like i just wanted to be a sanctuary basically Mm. um and that's what like you know some venues are in Des Moines. Like that's what the Muse was. It was a sanctuary to new talent. Um, I never l- like to turn down a booking. I like to like. Well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> it depends if you're mur- if you're rapping about murder rap. Probably not going to put you in my in my house. <laughs> but uh, just because that's like literally I'm above. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, and it's been beautiful because we. I mean, before we got shut down um, with COVID, or at least. Ethically, we thought we had to shut down. Um, we were the first show for quite a few people, and so that first performance is really cool um, and special for a lot of artists, and so it's cool to be able to have that like breakout stage for them. But um, like I said, I Underground is meant to be a network, so right now um, the network concludes of uh, us, the Rabbit Hole um the quad city frequency collective i don't know if you've heard of them no no. they're out no. in all the quad cities <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they um they do underground shows over there um okay. they're a production outlet they have a a great sound system cool dudes mm. um and then Stutterbox always has like Blythe, you know him yeah um he he's always had like very um strong ties to the underground i guess with his events okay. a lot of like cool after parties and stuff so uh I like to include basically, it's basically just like the promotion friends that I'm building out since I started this. It's meant to be like cross promotion and just scene development. Just, hmm. you know, you send me a flyer, I'll probably post it. Like, <laughs>
0: damn. So that's cool, man. Yeah. So, so what, so you kind of, I don't know. I don't mean to compare, but like, I think you and I kind of do similar things. We both are like very centric on like local stuff and we both want to, you know, promote it. Yeah, pretty Makes much. <laughs> it's cool, man. Uh I, I you know, I do see a lot of what you do. You're pushing a lot of stuff and you're um you know, I always I always see people and you know, talk to them. I um you know, I feel like you get brought up at some point, yeah. usually with people. So, you know, people know. Yeah, you. we've
1: uh, met a lot of people, especially through um I I like to run some uh some activism through that as well. Mm-hmm. Um when it comes to we uh basically building stronger communities in general is kind of what DIY culture is about um bringing people together with music. So with i underground ha- giving a platform for community organizations to basically source audio. That's what I've been doing a lot of um is um low budget audio work. Okay. Um well not low budget, I guess. <laughs> uh affordable. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. For yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. Um and then also having a platform to network. Um so that's why I want to build it around the state so then I can uh, you know if you're in another city, I don't have to drive to get audio. Hopefully, I have a homie there that will do audio for you. You know that type of thing. Okay. I guess um, yeah. Just elevating the culture of the underground is meant to elevate the culture as a whole. So,
0: are you doing that like in music form, in like podcast form? Like, how are you getting like audio?
1: Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I meant audio. Um, as in live audio, like PA. Oh, uh, okay. PA. You're talking about
0: like so like events. Yeah. Like getting yeah. people on stage and. Yep. For talking. example,
1: like we've um we've worked with um, Des Moines BLM or Des Moines Black yep. uh, like Liberation Movement. Um, and then Ames BLM, we've worked with um, some community events we've done at Parks with um, Seek Vision Studios. We did it with them. Mm. Um, yeah, I, event.
0: I think I've heard of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. so it's basically if you have like a cool idea that's like for the community, hit me up, I'll probably run audio for it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I probably won't charge you too much. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's cool, man. Well, hey, um, if anybody has... Um, anything they want to do this summer when it's warm and people can do stuff outside. Hey, this oh yeah, we out.
1: got generators. We got generators, <laughs> we got lots of speakers now. I'm always collecting speakers. Hell yeah. We're like I made this joke a few times, but uh I'm like the crazy cat lady adopting cats, I feel like, sometimes when I'm buying audio equipment. So I just like searching the classifieds all day, like. I have right now I'm building out four different PA cabinets and two mm. different woofer cabinets. <laughs> Damn. And then I'm also refurbishing some monitors right now. And I just picked up. I actually just picked up a a used amp because I wanted to test some of these out. I don't have enough amps because it's a passive system. Um, and I bought it from a Joan Jet cover band. It was. Uh, yeah. It was. She was such a sweet lady. I went there and uh, I was like all prepared to like haggle her, you know. This is Facebook Marketplace. I'm like I'm here to haggle. Like <laughs> I'm here to get stuff cheap. Like I get there and she's so nice and we're like talking. I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna buy this at list price." <laughs> it's like it was still a good deal, but it was just like, you know, Joan Jett cover band is pretty old band, so she was like, "I think I don't like to presume, maybe, but I think she looked older than my mother." So I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I can't, I don't feel comfortable haggling." Yeah, with yeah. Someone older. You than don't want to
0: fuck someone over like just for for the sake of it,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, Got her on Facebook. I may book her Joan Jett cover band someday. I don't know. We'll see. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! So, um, sorry, I lost my
0: train of thought a little bit there. Uh, when you're, when you're talking about doing the speakers, did you learn to do that yourself or how, like, so
1: when it comes to our house shows, I usually hire out an audio tech, um, or sound tech that is, um, which actually lives with me. My, my live with musicians, I guess I didn't mention that. Um, they were, they're a very integral part of my inspiration when it comes to this, um, seeing them perform and play music is what really made me want to be involved in the industry um but yeah um morgan my sound tech he uh he's the one that he actually he had the pa and now it's kind of transitioned to my hands to use right now but um yeah he he taught me a little bit um i'm definitely no sound wizard that's <laughs> for sure i can plug stuff in and i'm gonna adjust the levels and we're gonna that's like if I'm doing an event with a lot of musicians, I'm if it's beyond hip hop where it's just a backing track I'm queuing, I'm yeah. definitely hiring out a sound a sound tech. <laughs> like I'm not adjusting EQ for like a trumpet horn. Like that's not that's not <laughs> what I'm doing. That's for sure. I don't know how to do that. It's above
0: my pay as they say. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and like I like to, you know, I like to be capable kind of like bare minimum like at some stuff, but uh eventually you just got to realize you can't do everything, you know. Yeah. That's like yeah. Really relied, yeah, on my roommates for that. Like Well that that's helping a, out with because, like you gotta have a doorman.
0: Yeah. If it's a twenty one yeah. plus
1: show, you gotta have a doorman. Like you gotta be checking IDs. If like like we have like we'd have cameras mounted, you know, so we can see when people show up, but like you need people to handle business. Like there's homies all around, but like also they're drinking, you know. You need some people to be like, Ew let's Yeah. Hold it down.
0: Yeah, you gotta be smart about how you plan things.
1: So usually, you know, then I wrote I wrote my roommates into it. Also, mm-hmm. like we had the plan of like doing a few shows and then kind of turned into something more <laughs> Went into like a every other weekend thing for a bit there. And it was like, you're going to help out because this is pretty awesome, huh? Like we're throwing the <laughs> coolest party as I think I've ever been to. Like <laughs> have a full band in our basement right now. Damn, Got a merch table. They're selling merch like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn, that's fun as fuck, man. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you're uh, you have this community, uh, you know, community vibe going. Yeah, and
1: that's Uh, I mean, that's the whole thing about it is. DIY culture is really about creating something special and it is kind of, sometimes it can feel like exclusive because of the the capacity, but there's always room for one more person usually, you know, <laughs> that's what I always make the joke when we have a clicker that we would uh, use at shows and be like, you feel like, we feel like six more people. I <laughs> never time it would be like a different number, but yeah, like six more, you know, like
0: damn. So you're, I don't know. You were joking about the fire marshals earlier. Really. Did you ever have any issues with that? Like, being in, being in like, that cramped with a yeah, basement? Yeah, I mean,
1: I have... Well, no, because it's underground. We don't... Uh, we don't... Yeah, yeah. yeah but, um... <laughs> but, no, we, have, we haven't we have had any, like, scary moments where, like, we had, like... I, um... I keep two fire extinguishers down there, and then one upstairs. Like, um... Mm-hmm. Everything's run through surge protectors. Um... I try to keep it, <clears throat> you know, as safe as I possibly can make it. But, um, also... We weren't really commercial. We it was all donation driven. Um, basically, all everything went to the artists. So that's also like it's just a house party, you know. Really, it's like it's not like we're we weren't actively selling Eventbrite tickets, you know, mm-hmm. like doing that type of thing. So it's like it's easy to pass under the radar, you know. Get that? I could I like to think there's um there's a law there's it's like a social host immunity law. Um, I think we border we borderlined on that. Um, just when it comes to what people can do in your presence and you be liable for it
0: oh uh, i see what you're saying huh i didn't know that that was as in like i, like,
1: I you know we make sure people got ubers and stuff but
0: mm.
1: you know you just try to keep it safe as possible
0: i see like with drinking and all that you can't like well yeah because we weren't selling alcohol the... i want to make like we've oh, never sold alcohol okay. there <laughs> oh okay sorry yeah <laughs> no no i know i just wanted to, yeah, yeah but it was BYOB.
1: so like yeah yeah
0: so that's probably the loophole then. Huh? Yeah, 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 You not
1: have to pay for the liquor license. No, I was, well, it's, it's my house. I don't well, think they'll, Andrew, get, I don't think they'll I don't give a liquor license for official. my house. Because <laughs> I like to borderline, I like to think we're like, I was trying to do like, you know, or at least my version of gold standard for like a house show. Because, you know, there's, there's levels to it. Like we, we graffitied up the basement, did murals, and like mm. put in real stage lighting, and then, you know, actually have a quality PA. Um, not talking down, DIY has like a, you know, huge spectrum of it can you know it can just be a single speaker in mono, you know, like in your living room. That can be that's that's as simple as DIY music can be. But um I like to think we're just super extra. <laughs> we just try really hard. We like it. Hey, I mean, it, it's just, you look know at my podcast. Man. Yeah, it's cura- true we are. <laughs> it, it it curates a vibe always. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah. It's like like to be a vibe curator, like yeah, exactly. But Damn. uh I think it was the Iowa City house show scene is what sparked my interest in house shows. About uh, twenty seventeen, uh, there's this place called the Governor's Mansion. There, they did house shows for uh, quite a while, and I attended one there. Saw like a DJ and like a band, and I was like, "Damn, this is fucking cool! Like, you can just do this, huh? You can just like, you can <laughs> have music in your basement, like, <laughs> and like invite friends over. What the fuck? Like, yeah. And then I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do this one day." And then yeah, moved into a house with all the homies, and then we just decided create a concert venue in our basement.
0: So was that when it started? Like how long you've been like doing things with like organization, like, you know, organizing things like this. Um,
1: no, it really started in the, in the, in the basement when we moved in Mm -hmm. about two, two years ago. Um, yeah, it was like, we kind of had a plan. The basement was not in good shape. Tell you what. So it's like, (laughs) what are we going to do with this basement? Like we also want a practice space because everyone plays music here. Mm -hmm. Well, besides me. So I was like, but I wanted to run lights or something, you know? always looking for an avenue um and yeah basically just power wash the basement we didn't tell our landlord about it because um, we were like this basement is awful no matter what we do he's gonna be like cool like <laughs> <laughs> so he actually he showed the house not too long ago and he saw all the mural work and he's like damn what's this like he's like he's like this is cool you know it's a selling point <laughs> of the house actually now and when he's touring it i mean i'm gonna paint over everything um just because but he was like oh when i show people the basement they're not like oh musty basement they're like oh damn
0: yeah like people actually chilled y'all got cool yeah
1: y'all got cool lights and like yeah
0: that's a huge selling point
1: yeah too bad we're gonna take it all away i I like to think because it is it's in uh it is in campus town it's near uh university i won't say what one but um general we're in des moines (laughs) not too hard but um yeah, so i like to think, hopefully, like, maybe some college students get it, and might be able to do some pop-up shows in there in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. Might be like, hey, do you want to throw really cool parties? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, because it's always been a party house that we live in, like, I know that because we looked under the deck, and it was like, these are a lot of solo cups, like, <laughs> so it's always been that. um, funny story is, this so one dude came to the house, and he's like, bro, I used to live here. Just a random gen pop that found the, uh, social, or came with mm-hmm. a friend, and then, uh, I was like, no way. He's like, yeah, dude. We we, you know, how this wood beams in the basement. So we collapsed the floor because we party upstairs. I was like, what? I was like, yeah, our landlord loves us. That's when I figured out. I was like, I think we're good tenants. I was like, we fix a lot of shit. And like, I was like, I was like, y'all collapsed the floor. He's like, yeah, dude. The Landlord was pissed. And I was like, like I bet. I was like, this is like a whole I beam right here they had to put in. I mean, Grant, it's like an old house. But I was like damn that's funny They're like, yeah we were like kind of chill in this basement i was like was it your christmas tree that we threw out those down here there's like an old <laughs> christmas tree decorated like four loco cans so i'm just like college boy shit I like, he's like nah, that was here before us i was like damn <laughs> that's so funny. interesting we'll have to um on the outside on the front porch there's like written uh names of like what they called their house you know like everyone like one of them was like one of them was called the Chopped House, which I was like, that's funny. <laughs> like I just like I just some like rat boy shit, you know, like Chopped House. We're all chopped. Like <laughs> I don't know. That's what it was named. So shout out Chop House. <laughs> um chopped. But then uh so, like we're gonna write down on there with like paint marker, you know, the rabbit hole. And then uh I probably we'll put the social there pass it on unless like a cop moves in i guess (laughs) 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 or like a city official but i doubt it it's gonna be just some start college students everyone he's been showing it to is like just like students or like student athletes or whatever so i was like i was like yeah i don't think i'll maybe toss in free tickets to whatever i do like randomly in the mail once in a while i like that like you know stumble down the rabbit hole that's the whole point of it like you get lost in it you know you uh (laughs) <laughs> so yeah basically like i might just do that i might just throw some tickets to their mailbox occasionally and be like what the fuck is this but, like so- we used to throw shows at your house now we're doing it elsewhere slide through what's up reminisce how's the house doing is everything still breaking yeah probably <laughs> that's fucking funny man yeah old houses man everything goes wrong we've had the repair service out so much when we first called the repair service he's like oh is that that house right over in like he like described it perfectly like yeah he's like yeah we've been there <laughs> he's like <laughs> oh we know we know <laughs> um he's like blank is blank is your landlord and i was like yeah that's him like, yeah we'll bill him <laughs> like cool your
0: thing's called the rabbit hole and i'm curious uh the alice in wonderland all that is that related yeah. to is that um, any relation yeah, to lsd um, or
1: psychedelics no, it's funny. That's what my uh, professors asked too <laughs> when I was describing <laughs> the project. Because he's like, like, uh, described... Oh, what's that song? Uh, White Rabbit by
0: uh, Jefferson Jefferson Plane. Airplane. Yeah, Airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the tight. first
1: thing you mentioned, and I was like, well, actually, it was like more. about... i like, it was more about that. It was an underground venue, like also underground. Um, so like, we were trying to figure out a name, and I was like, I'm like, yeah, we're really stumbling down the rabbit holes names here. I think it was kind of or it came organically. And I'm like, shit, dude, do we just like? <laughs> We just said it as a saying, like, of just regarding something else. We're like, shit, that actually works. Like, But, yeah, also, Alice in Wonderland, um, the original manuals, like, manuscript was called uh, Alice's Adventures Underground. Oh, really? So, I like that. And then also, uh, it was, like, published in, like, 1865. So, it's all public domain. Um, So, like, I can pull from that world, kind of, in a way, and it'll be, like, no one's coming after me with copyright, unless I unless I pull from the Disney version, <laughs> <laughs> unless unless I, unless, I get, unless I throw Johnny Depp on a wall, like we're good. As if I use illustrations, uh, that's uh, illustrations for like from the original book, like we're good. Okay. but I like it because it was kind of like um, the I guess it's so integral to like the fantasy genre. It was like you know, it's pretty pretty trippy for for 1864 <laughs> or 1865. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's more about stumbling down the rabbit hole because we wanted it to be... We did target the EDM scene quite a bit. Um, mm. Frankly, DJs are easier to book for a house show um, when it comes to donations because it's just less people to pay out. That's mm-hmm. not saying I don't have love for live bands. I love live bands so much. It's just... No, it makes sense. It's harder. Yeah, um, it's easier. But we did have a lot of bands booked that we had to postpone. But, um, yeah, I was trying to be like, you know, when you go there make a genre mashup that's what it's. So you're, you're you're stumbling down the rabbit hole because you might go there for a dj but then you know sandwich in between dj sets is a live band that you didn't know that you fucking love now but uh i wouldn't doubt if people trip there not gonna lie like <laughs> that's you know that's just the music scene in general like there's definitely probably someone tripping hell yeah you, ever,
0: I... you ever fuck with that acid or mushrooms or anything like that
1: no um I don't I don't trust chemists. I'd rather do shrooms than I would L S D, hmm. that's for sure. See, I, I've had
0: awful experiences on mushrooms. Yeah. I've taken it like four times. Like and I I've taken LSD a substantial amount of times, like fifteen, twenty times probably. So like I'm not foreign to second ducks, but yeah, I've just had awful. I always tell people I'm like, it, like everyone always like. Well, it's seems like, like like it is mushrooms. food poisoning. So yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It
1: really I've just I don't know, I've definitely it's definitely been around me. Mm. Um, just, just not into super i'm not really into tripping hard i like I, sp- I guess i don't know like i like just like being when i'm behind the light rig or if i'm like at a show i get so caught up in it like that's mm. my high is like my high is like the uh i mean i also smoke pot but like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean like <laughs> but i mean like my high of the uh the show is is seeing it all the pieces that i've put together kind of like you know mm. figure out and
0: well, if you're like, well, and you're in a different position than probably a lot of people who are tripping at those shows, you're actually behind the scenes. So oh, yeah. It I would be out. hard to, you know, take a psychedelic and try to do all that, I would think.
1: Oh, if I like a sack of mushrooms <laughs> and try to organize a whole house show while running lights, it'd be like, oh, dude, these fucking colors are dope. They're like, no one's on stage. Who's supposed to be performing right now? Like, where's the set list? We're just going to take a
0: half hour to just breathe. <laughs> 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 uh, that'd be funny. Well,. Um, uh, you mentioned MJ. Oh, I'm, I always like to ask people, like, when did you start smoking? How? What was your well, tale of?
1: I Started going time? to music fest at like 14, okay. so probably then. Damn. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: When you're like a 14 year old, like you know, and you're like at a reggae show, <laughs> you're <laughs> like, yeah, I want to. Okay. Like, let's let's send it. Like you can't see Ziggy Marley and be like, not have a contact high and be real. So it's like. Might as well aim higher than that.
0: Damn. So
1: you're always older at festivals for some reason. You always, I think, look older when you're like, this kid can't, you know, <laughs> this kid can't be like 14 at this festival. It's like middle of nowhere. How do you even get here? You don't have a license. It's like,
0: it's it's probably something psychology. With like you're in an environment that you think just adults are in. So like yeah. you just project that into everyone else. Well, also
1: my brother is a uh, is an art- artist. So a lot of times we would find uh, we get i'd help him like with his merch booth and stuff so like i don't know if some of festivals that are supposed to card me but i they're like oh he's with the artist so just like roll through you know he's just like <laughs> he's with the, the painter yeah I don't know. yeah
0: <laughs> damn so it's, it's so kind of all just centered around like your love of yeah. all that
1: i'd be like a bit older I'd be like 16 and like i have vip wristbands so be, like, <laughs> like <laughs> you know somehow we get vip and then like that's when they really probably think you're older. Is like, yeah, this sixteen-year-old mm-hmm. isn't at this fest, fucking yeah, in the middle of nowhere from like, you can't be chilling VIP getting IPAs. Like, sixteen-year-olds don't like IPAs, you know?
0: Yeah, that's kind of the advantage you run if like if you're younger and you uh,
1: you know, reach
0: reach for higher goals that are expected at that age.
1: Well, yeah, I also kind of um, on there? like my roommates are like twenty-five, and I'm, oh, okay. so I'm only I'm only twenty-one, but um, okay. See, because they're all. I know them. I met them through my brother. So, um, yeah, when you're around older people too, people just like assume.
0: They yeah, they assume it's. That's assume. like I um.
1: When I started the rabbit hole, we started as a 21 plus venue, but I was 20 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, not gonna lie, some of my homies are like, "What the fuck, bro?" And I'm like, "Bro, we're in a neighborhood that's filled with college students. I don't trust college <laughs> students with B O L B. They'll just like, it's like, college freshmen don't know how to drink." <laughs> You no, know st- i know because you're a college freshman <laughs> and you don't know how to drink
0: <laughs> hiding behind the veil of the 21 plus Hiding behind the veil of promotion that's funny <laughs> well
1: it's also how, how you can have like a, a house party and like not get it busted and they bust in and they're like but oh was it too loud but no nah, we thought I'm like no nah, we're carding people bro like <laughs> they, they never did that but <laughs> <laughs> shit
0: uh i i do have a, i guess i'm curious about this um just to play devil's advocate a little bit, what do you say? Because there's a lot of divide right now. I feel like with shows, people wanting to go back and perform, you know, um, wanting to kind of be a little more freeform than you know. There's you know people who might be you know really opposed to that. You know, want to wait and yeah, you know, keep that. What what do you say to people who really want to perform and want to you know get back to that kind of thing?
1: Well, it's not necessarily what I want to say to the artists because I know the artist hunger is always going to be there and ethically i think for artists right now it's about working with promoters that are at least looking like they're trying to do something you know it's about promoters showing like some initiative in terms of either mask band aids for their shows cap capacities and you'll see you see that in a lot of other states but here you know with um with kim lifting that van, and then you just don't i guess like if you go if you look in denver denver's doing shows at like black box right now they're do, um they're throwing some shows and you know, at least on the flyer, I mean I've never been them, so I can't really like claim that they're like perfect or these other cities that are doing events now, but they're, you know. Sanitizing stations, masks required, mm. cap like, you know, fewer uh level of occupancy, that type of thing. Seating charts, some people are doing like tables, you know. I don't know. It's like Until basically, like I feel like it gets to a certain point where like everyone's telling us like it's okay. You just gotta, like, show a little bit more initiative as a promoter and just, like, hey, this is how we're, like, this is what we're doing to keep safe. Like, Basically, like, we hear your concerns. This is how we're, like, addressing mm-hmm. them. Even if they're not, like, big things. Like, at least, you know, be transparent about it. Be up front and figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. we're n- we're definitely not doing uh, house shows anytime soon. Um, Might, you know, do a few with some friends. Like, where it's not really, like, a a general population thing where I'm like sliding the DMS for the address. Just be like, if you know me slide through. If you think you know me well enough slide through, but, um, I don't let you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's why I think we're just going to try to do some outdoor events this summer. It's going to be nice out. Um, hopefully not get any noise ordinance charges. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, cause have I mean, you had that problem. No, I'm, um, yeah, no, we haven't. I'm, We've uh, we've done audio in some precarious like precarious places where it's probably mm. not like, yeah. I've been asked if I have permits. Oh, d- <laughs> um. Usually it's like, yeah. By the way, I'm pack up. <laughs> you just pack it up, you know. If, if it's, <laughs> I don't know, you just pack it up. Um. That's the cool part about basements, though. You can't hear shit from a basement if you like, you know. If you do it right. Yeah, yeah. if you do it right, we'd have a uh, we'd have curtains and like, kind of have that like sound room. You enter, but uh, definitely would still be loud. When, like people would open the exterior door. <laughs> <laughs> Probably but, get hot down there. Yeah, we turn off the furnace. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because the furnace is in the basement.
0: Oh, yeah, that's probably... Like, that it's, in the, it's
1: in the, the green room, like, the the sectioned off part of the <laughs> basement that the artists are in. Like, the green room has the furnace in it.
0: Oh, that's cool as fuck. So, you guys actually have separate green room for... Yeah, for
1: the yeah, we got uh, like, kind of the general area, and then... Uh, yeah, I'll have to have you through sometime, bro. Yeah, Before we move yeah. out, but, um, yeah, we have a green light in there, because you've got to have a green light in the <laughs> green room. At least that's what I think. Damn. But, uh, you know, you got green room writers, you got pretzels, you got snacks. I'll throw your favorite beer in the mini fridge <clears> down there. Like, Cool.
0: Hell yeah, man!
1: You gotta be very catering to house shows because it's not like you're basically telling them to come play your private party, Mm -hmm. um, in a way. Even though like I'm not making any money off of it, it's going to them. But like you know, if the compensation is only like 30 bucks for an hour set or something, that's what it breaks down to. Is like at least they're like you know I had a fun time. They had my favorite beer and like, damn, they had some pretzels. They had some they had some pub mix. They got you know yeah they had some snacks. Hell yeah, man!
0: Uh. I remember we were talking before previously And you mentioned maybe doing a podcast Have you had any further exploration on that?
1: Yeah so I have the kit to, for it I was going to try to set up Something to produce I want to kind of be behind the lens, Similar to like my, my shows basically um, But when it came to it I'm moving out in June mm-hmm. So I was like I, I don't know if I can really establish something here With, a, with a, someone here to produce it with and then, um, and then bring it on the road with me. Like, I was like, I don't know how it's going to work out. So I decided, I was like, I'm just going to keep the podcast kit, like my softboxes, my backdrops, and then just do artist interviews for the new, the new venue that I'm building out. So kind of keep that for there. Maybe, you know, might do some podcasts when people are sliding through the farm and stuff. But I uh, hmm. think I'm going to leave that to be kind of organic. Like, hey, you're here for the weekend. Like, you just want to like talk for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's... 'Cause people are always gonna be passing through the farm, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Well that's a beauty podcast, you know. Is is like a you know, like this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's an organic conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um shit man. I think we've been going for a while. Yeah, I think this might be a good place to wrap up.
1: What time is it? Um four eleven. All right, well I'm gonna end it on one note. So we can either confirm or deny there's a protest today? Uh yeah. There it's at City Hall. 4pm so probably homies are already there
0: cool yeah if you want to go with that him um yeah check
1: out that's Des Des Moines City Hall by the
0: way (laughs) (laughs) Uh, before you go really quick uh shout out your uh your insta and all that
1: yeah so um Iowa Underground it's iowa.undgnd um that's the social for that and then the rabbit hole 515 is the rabbit hole pretty much all I got to promote right there Oh, yeah. Jackson Brown, spending good yeah. time, man. been fun. Awesome.
0: Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to today's episode with Jackson Brown. I think it went all okay. I don't think we had any mess-ups, but um, if we did, I'm going to have to record everything. <laughs> and let everybody know. But we didn't take any breaks. It was just a solid hour, so I think it all went fine. Um, stay tuned. Next week, we're going to have... Kalmia. I uh, know I'm fucking that name up. Kalmia, Kalmia, C-A-L-M-I-A. He's um he is a actually he's the cousin of Ontario Phoenix. Um also a very successful artist and rapper. I think he was talking maybe about doing some of the soup bowl at some point. So he, he's getting up there. Um his music is is bopping, I like it. So make sure to check him out and stay tuned for that episode. Otherwise, I hope you all have been chilling, smoking, drinking doing whatever, having a good time, enjoying this episode. Um, stay safe y'all. Have a good one. Peace.